What is going on everyone? It is Mason Pierce here, host of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. And I want to let y'all know about a little secret, and it's called Anchor by Spotify. It is one of the new and easiest ways to make your own podcast with everything you need all in one single place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the comfort of your phone or computer. And also, when you are hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platform you choose to post it on. It's everything you need to make a podcast in just one single place. And the best part of all, Anchor is totally free to use. So make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Get started creating your own podcast or start hosting on a very up-and-coming new platform. Yo, what is going on, Cover 7 family? Welcome back to episode 67 of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast. Guys, I hope y'all are having a fantastic Friday. I know I definitely have. I know I'm definitely ready for the weekend, as I know all of you beautiful people are as well. And guys, we got some shocking news on Thursday regarding Arch Manning, a.k.a the number one ranked quarterback and number one ranked recruit in the class of 2023 and he finally decided to commit to his future school and you know it's something that I predicted but we'll get into that a little bit later we'll also talk about Clemson who is still continuing to roll through the 2023 cycle and they're continuing to rack up a bunch of defensive recruits and then Unfortunately, we will have to talk about a couple of passings that happened in the Baltimore Ravens organization on Wednesday, which was just truly sad to see because, I mean, it was just literally it felt like back-to-back hours where this, un- this unfortunate news was occurring. So we will discuss that a little bit later in today's episode. And then to wrap up today's episode, we will actually talk about the New England Patriots bringing back their throwback uh, Patriot Pat helmets and then the red uniforms for the 2022 season and so on now guys i hope y'all do enjoy today's episode because it's definitely going to be a good one i will guarantee y'all that but anyway before we do begin today's episode like we always do please make sure that you are following the official instagram and tiktok of the cover seven with mason pierce podcast at cover seven with mason pierce on both of those platforms if you love sports daily sports content i highly suggest checking out the tiktok and if you love daily sports news i highly suggest checking out the um cover seven with mason pierce instagram because i make sure to update it with the most recent news every single day but anyway guys let's dive into today's episode and the first topic that we have for today's episode is regarding five-star quarterback in the 2023 cycle Arch Manning. Now, Arch Manning, he is the nephew of Hall of Fame quarterbacks Eli and Peyton Manning, and is also the grandson of former New Orleans Saints quarterback Archie Manning. So, quarterback play definitely runs in the Manning family, and a lot of people had already seen it in the young Arch Manning, despite him only about to be going into his senior year of high school, as he currently still is ranked as the number one recruit in the 2023 class, and for the right reasons, because when you watch his film, he doesn't show the you know prototypical Manning quarterback play where he kind of just sticks in the pocket and can't really get out of the pocket and be mobile because he's the complete opposite. You know, uh, Arch Manning is a two-sport athlete. He plays basketball. He's able to dunk. And, I mean, he shows a lot, and I mean a lot of raw potential that I know a lot of schools definitely wanted. And a few of the contenders to land Arch Manning were uh, were Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Virginia, and Texas. Now, Texas which I had predicted in a couple episodes ago, made a lot of sense because 
Arch Manning's um, high school tight end, Will Randall, had just committed to the Longhorns not even, I think, on Monday of this week. So it kind of sparked the question, could we see possibly Arch Manning follow up Will Randall's commitment to Texas and make his own commitment to Texas? Well, on Thursday morning, Arch Manning made history. He announced that he would be joining Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns. Now, the reason why this is history is because Texas currently throughout their whole recruiting cycle, has got all three perfect rated quarterbacks in the recruiting just history of everything, right? And those three quarterbacks are Quinn Ewers, Vince Young, and now Arch Manning. Now, now if you're wondering what is a perfect ranking, so how a lot of these recruiting places like 24-7 Sports, On3, or ESPN and all that, they do it on a star rating. So obviously you have one, two, three, four, and five star recruits. But they also do it numer- uh, numerically too, where they'll have like 0.9, you know, so you know, so forth, right? Well, these guys are ranked as as 1.000, aka a perfect ranking. Now, there's only ever been three perfect ranking quarterbacks, and now all three of those perfect ranking quarterbacks have gone to play at the University of Texas. Now, this is a huge get for the Longhorns, not only because the back of his jersey says Manning, but also the fact that even if, and a lot of people have actually said this, even if his last name wasn't Manning, he would still be regarded as the number one recruit due to just the sheer athleticism and talent that he possesses. So I'm absolutely excited for, I mean, this coming from a TCU fan, after all, you know, no bias or anything like that. I'm super excited to see Arch Manning suit up for the Longhorns. Now, with all the talent that Texas will probably end up getting because of this commitment, because a lot of people also have to think as well, what type of recruits are going to follow Arch Manning now that the fact that the number one quarterback and number one recruit in all of college football has decided to go down to Austin. So we could potentially see a lot of guys flip from their current schools and join UT, you know, A&M. They may not have as strong of a class in 2023 now simply for the fact that Arch Manning committed to UT. So this could be a potential butterfly effect type of thing where we see a lot of college recruits switch their commitments and want to go down to Austin due to the fact that they could be possibly playing with one of and potentially one of the best quarterbacks we will ever see. Now, obviously, he's never played a snap of college football. I don't want to say he is, but the potential is that surreal that I genuinely have a reason to be able to say He could be better than Peyton and Eli Manning, which is huge words to say, but it's true. Even Peyton and Eli have said it themselves, and a lot of scouts have even said it themselves, that if he could play up to the level of football that he's expected, he could be better than any Manning that has ever played. So huge expectations for um, Arch Manning, and he's lived up to it so far in high school. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens when he goes down to Austin next year because he'll probably have to either sit out a year, depending on the whole Quinn Ewers situation, because... If Quinn Ewers flunks, obviously, this season, then Arch Manning will easily start. And there's no doubt that Arch Manning will start once Quinn Ewers is gone because I can imagine there's probably a hefty penny that was involved in Arch Manning going down to Texas because Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Ole Miss, all of those schools wanted him, and I'm pretty sure they were willing to you know, give him a blank check and say, write whatever you want on it. So definitely will be interesting to see what kind of NIL deals that Arch Manning will be associated with because not only he is he going to be a lot more popular than guys like Quinn Ewers and these other NIL athletes, the fact that he has Manning as his last name is going to instantly make him worth millions of dollars. So, But anyway, Arch Manning, five-star quarterback in the 2023 class, has officially committed to the University of Texas. Now, by no means is today's episode done with 
any type of recruiting news because boy oh boy did Clemson and Ohio State continue their dominant streak in the 2023 class because Clemson went out and got two more four-star defensive players and Ohio State actually went out and got a number not a number they actually went out and got another top 50 wide receiver in the 2023 class but first let's talk about the Clemson Tigers and a couple commits that they've just gotten this these past couple uh, days now as we all know Clemson easily has been one of the hottest teams right now in all of college football when it comes to the recruiting side because in the month of June alone they've gotten over 10 four-star recruits and they're looking to only continue to get more and more and more as Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers went out and got four-star defensive lineman A.J. Hoffler. Now, A.J. Hoffler, he's definitely going to be used more as a project for Clemson as already in his senior year of high school, he possesses a six-foot-five and 245-pound frame. And even Clemson themselves have gone out to say that they could potentially add some more weight to his frame and get him even bigger. So, especially for the D-line, that is a huge get for Clemson that continues to add more and more depth on that line that I wouldn't say necessarily needs it right now, but definitely will not hurt getting a guy like A.J. Hoffler, who has a ton of potential. Now, the next Clemson news that we have, this is regarding four-star defensive end, Stephon Green. Now, Stephon Green, he is six foot four, 267 pounds, and is the 14th commit to actually announce their commitment to Clemson in the 2023 cycle. And my goodness, does he have a huge frame for a defensive end. And a lot of schools are attracted to him, including schools like Oklahoma, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas, Alabama. You know, any type of blue blood school, they were wanting him. Now, Green will join a Clemson 2023 recruiting class that already features pretty much their future defensive line. That features Vic Burley, David Ojigby. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. And then A.J. Hoffler, who just committed to Clemson. So, Dabo Sweeney has proven to all of college football that he has not lost his touch and once again continue to expect a lot of kids to commit to Clemson in the near future especially you know the deeper we get into the summertime and I'm kind of shocked that Clemson has completely done a 360 in their recruiting cycle because at first it did seem like they were going to have a historically low class for them but now they're sitting top 10 right top five right now you know competing with schools like Ohio State so I'm pretty impressed with what Dabo Sweeney has done just in the month of June and I only expect him to continue to dominate the 2023 class especially on the defensive side of the ball now the next news I want to talk about is regarding Ohio State. Now Ohio State has had a pretty solid week themselves. To start off the week on Tuesday, they went out and got five-star wide receiver Carnell Tate, who is top 50 recruit and pretty much every school is wanting him. I know Tennessee fans were super disappointed when they found out that Carnell Tate would not be joining the Volunteers. And Weirdly enough, like Tennessee fans have been known to do here recently, just bash this kid for going to his dream school. And I've never understood why Tennessee feel, Tennessee fans necessarily, let me say the program as a whole, Tennessee fans feel the need to absolutely just throw stuff at players, bash kids and all of this when, you know, if they were in their position, they probably wouldn't end up at Tennessee. They would go somewhere else where they had the best opportunity to succeed at the next level. But anyway... Ohio State landed Cardinal Tate on Tuesday, and then shortly enough, later on Tuesday, Ohio State got another five-star top 50 wide receiver commit in Brandon Ennis. So Brian Hartline obviously had already proven, you know, getting guys like Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jamison Williams, and all that during his time at Ohio State that, you know, he's an elite recruiter. Well, on Wednesday, 
Ohio State wasn't done getting these top 50 wide receiver commits. They went out and actually got Noah Rogers, who is a top 50 wide receiver commit. And this all just comes in the span of three days. So, yeah, Ohio State is just not is just they're not sharing any type of wide receiver commits because it seems like right now in my opinion Ohio State is wide receiver U and there's no question about it I mean yes we know obviously Alabama possesses a lot and I mean a lot of NFL talent that played wide receiver at Alabama with guys like you know Jerry Judy Devontae Smith Amari Cooper Julio Jones all those guys but Ohio State might be the future when it comes to wide receiver U because of all this elite talent that they're putting up, especially with Jackson Smith and Jigba, who is looking to potentially be a top 10 pick in the 2023 NFL draft. So bright future for that Ohio State Buckeyes wide receiver room. And once again, expect a lot more wide receiver commits even in the 2024, 2025, and still the 2023 class to commit to Ohio State. Now, it's kind of similar to the Texas quarterback room where we will probably see a couple guys transfer out, but it won't really affect Ohio State because they will be so amazing when it comes to depth that there's no, like, losing one of these kids will not really impact them at all because even their current wide receiver room with guys like Marvin Harrison and Jackson Smith and Jigba, they really won't be hurting, so I just can't believe how in literally a three-day span, Ohio State has managed to get three top 50 wide receiver commits, and two of those were five-star commits that arguably were you know, top 20 recruits, so huge, and I mean just huge payday that Brian Hartline will be getting here soon because the fact he managed to pull this off in literally a week span is just ridiculous, and I only expect Ohio State, and you should too, just for them to continue to absolutely dominate when it comes to the wide receiver uh, recruiting. And they've done pretty solid everywhere else. It's just wide receiver seems to be their bread and butter right now when it comes to recruiting. Now, guys, for our final college football news that we're going to talk about in today's episode, I want to talk about 2023 four-star offensive tackle Wilkin Formby. Now, Wilkin Formby is ranked as the number 83rd overall player in the class of 2023 and is also ranked as the number 10 offensive tackle and number 10 player in the state of Alabama. And as we all know, Alabama really hasn't been on, off to a good start in the 2023 cycle as their latest commitment actually came back in May when quarterback Eli Holston flipped from Texas A&M to Alabama. So it's definitely been a, almost a month now since Alabama's gotten their last commit. Well, Wilkin Formby actually decided to change that, and he announced that he would be committing to the Crimson Tide. Now, he was considering schools like Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Ole Miss, but after he took an official visit to Alabama on June 10th, it was pretty much solidified that he would end up becoming a member of the Crimson Tide and definitely is going to look to potentially be another NFL great offensive tackle for the Crimson Tide as he does possess a great size. So, anyway, I mean... Alabama currently right now in their whole recruiting cycle for 2023 sits at the number 35 rank and is fourth in the SEC, but we all know because of NIL and all this, they are kind of struggling to adapt to that, and they're trying to take a different wave when it comes to that, you know, not do what a lot of these other schools are doing where they're just outright, you know, giving these kids Lambos, Bentleys, and all of that. They're trying to, you know, make them commit to Alabama simply because they want to succeed and make it to the NFL. Now, by any means, or by no any means, does this mean that Alabama will not have a good 2023 cycle? It's Alabama; they will get kids. That's without a doubt. Whether it's the transfer portal when they went out and got former LSU defensive back Elias Ricks, or it will, or 
whether it'll be through the uh, high school commitments. So once again, don't count out Nick Saban in Alabama. Kids are going to want to play for Alabama because they simply know if they want to go to the NFL, Alabama is going to be one of your best bets. You know, obviously Nick Saban has plenty of ties and I mean, just look at the amount of players that Alabama's put into the NFL, let alone just first-round picks these past couple years. So, But anyway, Alabama finally gets another commit in the form of four-star offensive tackle Wilkin Formby. Now, guys, that does wrap up today's college football segment. Let me know, like always, let me know what y'all's favorite part of today's college football segment was. Mine was definitely Arch Banning finally announcing his commitment because I remember, I think it was about a month ago in an episode I talked about where people legitimately were considering uh, Virginia, the Cavaliers, to be an option for Arch Manning as I think his sister currently is at Virginia. And obviously, I mean, after a week that pretty much died down and it came back to pretty much, I think it was... I want to say it was Georgia and Texas, and then obviously on Thursday, Arch Manning officially did commit to Texas. So it will be really cool to see how the Longhorns will benefit from Arch Manning committing to their program. But anyway, guys, let's get into today's NFL segment. And unfortunately, to begin today's segment, I do have to talk about some pretty tragic news. And I'm not going to go into any type of details about these passings just due to respect for the families and organizations and, you know, the player themselves. But the first news that I do want to talk about is regarding former Louisiana Tech standout defensive end and current Baltimore Ravens linebacker slash defensive end. Jalen Ferguson. Now on Wednesday morning, it was announced that Jalen Ferguson had passed away at the age of 26 as he, after he was found unconscious in his home in Baltimore. Now Jalen, he was a former third round pick by the Baltimore Ravens after he had a pretty historic career at Louisiana Tech where he became the NCAA's all-time sack leader with 48 sacks during his college career and then during his time with the Baltimore Ravens where it included 10 starts in three seasons and playing 38 games, he recorded 67 tackles and four and a half sacks, which is pretty good because Jalen was mostly used as a rotational piece. So pretty good stats. And he was primed for a very impressive 2022 season with the Ravens. But unfortunately, it just seems like tragedy continues to strike day in, day out. So once again, rest in peace to Jalen Ferguson. And, you know, my prayers and condolences are with his family and friends and teammates, because I know this is a seriously rough time right now for the Ravens organization because not only did they lose Jalen on Wednesday they also lost another great which we will talk about here in a sec but Jalen a lot of people considered him as an amazing guy he was quiet he was kind-hearted and anybody that's really played with him or has had any type of contact with him they'll tell you the same exact thing so once again my prayers and condolences are with Jalen's family now the next unfortunate news that I have to talk about and it's actually from an NFL legend And this comes in the form of former Indianapolis Colts and Baltimore Ravens defensive tackle Tony Saragusa, a.k.a. The Goose. So Tony had a pretty prolific career with the Baltimore Ravens where he was a part of their historic 2000 defense, which won the franchise's first ever Super Bowl and was known as having one of the best personalities in all of the NFL. But unfortunately, on Wednesday, it was announced that at the age of 55, Tony Siragusa had officially passed away. Now, once again, I'm not going to go into any type of details about any of these guys' passings or anything like that, but truly, these guys were very beloved by the Ravens just community and all of the NFL in its in and of itself. So, once again, make sure your prayers and condolences are with the families of both of these guys and it's just truly sad because it feels like this offseason we have lost so many players, guys like Dwayne Haskins, Jeff Gladney who personally I was close with and once again, I just it's really sad, and hopefully 
this trend, if you want to call it that, seems to die down because I don't think any of us want to ever have to hear this type of news at all. And it's just really unfortunate because that kind of seems to be, once again, the trend nowadays in this offseason. So hopefully all this stuff dies down. But once again, my prayers and condolences are with the families of both of these guys. Anyway, let's kind of get to some more lighthearted news. And the, the actual second to last news that we have for today's NFL segment is regarding former Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi. Now, Larry Ogunjobi, during this offseason, originally had announced that he would sign, I think it was a three-year, $45 million deal with the Chicago Bears. But due to a failed physical, that deal absolutely fell through the floor and you know, he ended up returning as a free agent. Now, during a visit that he had with the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier this week, it really went pretty good for both sides as Pittsburgh Steelers just lost their starting defensive tackle, Stephon Tuitt, to retirement. And, you know, they, they have a huge gap in that position. Well, this Pittsburgh Steelers and defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi announced that they would be signing him to a one-year deal. And the funny thing about this is, is Larry Ogunjobi has been on three out of four teams in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Cleveland Browns, and now the Pittsburgh Steelers, which the only team that, you know, he still hasn't played for is the Baltimore Ravens. So it will be funny to see if he does end up playing with the Ravens and will get all four of the AFC North teams. But besides the fact Larry Ogunjobi is a really solid defensive tackle, even during his time with the Browns and the Bengals, who just went to the Super Bowl last year. He's been a very solid starter after he had a career-high seven sacks last year with the Bengals before he would miss the rest of the season after he had a foot a season-ending foot injury in the Bengals' wild card win over the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, his stats currently for his career, he has 21 and a half sacks and 229 tackles and two forced fumbles at the defensive tackle position and once again he was a 2017 third round pick so not a lot of high expectations or anything like that but definitely will give the Pittsburgh Steelers a solid defensive tackle that could potentially be there for quite some time if he's looking to finally settle down but anyway guys for our final news of today's episode I want to talk about the New England Patriots now as we all know the NFL I want to say last season had announced that they would allow the two helmet rule which because for a while now they've only allowed one rule due to concussion issues and everything like that which it made sense to limit concussions and I don't blame it at all for doing it but when we see a lot of these college athletes and college schools having 14 15 different uniform helmet you know matches and everything like that cough cough Oregon it kind of makes a lot of NFL NFL fans jealous like why do we only have to keep seeing one bland helmet every single you know week well finally they announced that they would be uplifting that to an extent and they would allow teams to have two helmets instead of one but the second helmet has to be practiced in and you know pretty much broke into it's like a glove in baseball where you pretty much have to break it in before you can actually use it a lot so but anyway a lot of teams that already you know announced they'd be bringing back throwback uniforms the tampa bay buccaneers they're bringing back their creamsicle uniforms the eagles are bringing back their kelly green uniforms hopefully my cowboys will bring back the old white and blue star helmets because those are sick but the new england patriots decided to jump onto the trend and announced that they will be bringing back their patriot pat red throwback uniforms and white helmets during the 2022 season so great news for all of the nfl and most specifically patriot fans because these are some of the in my opinion 
best throwback jerseys that the NFL has. I'm super excited to see these back in action because the last time these uniforms were used in the game was I think 2010 and I was still very young so I don't really remember watching them but it's going to be really cool and it was actually kind of cool how when the Patriots did their reveal video they actually used a DeLorean from Back to the Future which kind of solidified you know we're going back in the past and bringing back some old uniforms which I think was pretty cool but if you want to see what those uniforms look like make sure to go check it out on the official TikTok of the Cover 7 with Mason Pierce podcast at Cover 7 with Mason Pierce. But anyway, guys, I think that will wrap up today's episode. Once again, let me know what y'all's favorite part of today's episode was. Mine was definitely the Arch Manning news because I know a lot of us college football fans and just, you know, NFL football fans, whatever you might be, we were kind of interested to see where the young Manning would possibly go. And now we know that he will end up in Austin, Texas. But anyway, guys, before you, I do let y'all go. If y'all do feel like upgrading y'all's support to the podcast or just feeling a little bit generous, Anchor.com has a monthly supporter program where you can pay $4.99 a month. That allows me to you know, so to uh, better the quality of the podcast, be able to eventually give y'all some exclusive perks as monthly supporters, and then even give some giveaways and potentially just really cool items for certain milestones that we might reach here on the channel. But anyway, guys, once again, it's not required or expected or anything like that because y'all simply listening and giving likes and reviews and whatnot it truly means the world to me and i'm so thankful to be able to do this every single week for y'all but anyway guys i hope y'all have a fantastic friday and you know weekend absolutely make sure you're watching sports and just enjoying i mean despite it being about a thousand degrees outside please make sure that you're having some fun outside be safe by the way but anyway guys i hope y'all have a fantastic weekend and i will see y'all back here on monday peace 